0: Well, welcome to the Journey Together podcast with Josh and Anna Gresham. Hey,
1: guys.
0: We're back. Season (laughs) two. We're doing this. So we have
1: seasons now.
0: Well, I don't know what else to call them. I don't want to call them chapters.
1: Oh, I like chapters. No,
0: because then there's an ending chapter. That's true. I like seasons. All right. Although television shows have endings, too, I guess, seasons of ending. But whatever. We're not getting canceled. No, no, no.
1: And we're thrilled that you are joining us right now wherever you're at. Yes. Uh, We've had several small groups.
0: Yeah, we've had small groups listen in.
1: Join in. I love Uh, that. I do, too. Driving to work. Of course, our church family, Trailhead Church. If you Mm -hmm. don't know us, we pastor Trailhead Church in Graham. Graham, North Carolina yes uh, and uh, we love it and we love you guys so we're thrilled you're here
0: yeah we've really enjoyed all the feedback what everybody is saying and um, so we're bringing back season two here we're doing this thing
1: all right let's tell them a little bit about what's taken place in our lives over the last few months
0: it has been extremely hectic. We yeah. have an 18 year old that is graduating this year. So, our f- <laughs> this, <laughs> that's the difference between male and female, obviously, in this moment. Stop. What? I'm sad. Okay. But I'm happy. Do you
1: know in your phone, whenever you look at your Google Calendar and it puts a dot for all of your uh, activities? Oh, right. Yeah. We have had so many dots.
0: The, the most. Multiple
1: dots on every day. Ooh. And I, you had a harder time with it than I did. You got aggravated at it.
0: Oh, I was overwhelmed. There yeah. was no break. Yeah. There yeah. was no no rest. And we were going to different events. We had soccer. We had uh cross country, two cross countries, two soccers, both in two different schools. So you were going to one event. I was going to another event. It was a nightmare. We hated it. No, sorry. no,
1: no, I hated it. You. You had to get it together, you struggled. Okay, we have four kids, it was four different events on top of everything else and I've come to the place in this season or chapter Mm -hmm. of our lives that you can either get mad at it and not enjoy it (laughs) or just embrace the crazy and realize you're gonna get through it, make the most of it, enjoy your kids. And uh, because it's a blip.
0: Yeah. You know, our oldest son, it's a blip. Right. I agree. So what that leads us into for this this particular topic or discussion is how to handle or deal with anger, uh, the emotional side of it, and then the longevity of it as well. Because what happened was we actually experienced or I experienced bits of, of anger <laughs> because of how much time was being drawn from one thing and I couldn't sit, spend enough time on another thing. And so then I reacted at times from the, this um, um, imbalance of kind of, and I need I need stability. I need some of that. I, even though at, I consider myself a creative, but there still needs to be a structured stability where I know what's happening tomorrow. I, I can plan out my day. I need that.
1: You like lists. You're a I love list guy.
0: checking lists off. Man, do I love checking a list off, or or scratching out? I have so many in my notes. Um, by the way, I take a journal. I have a journal. A good. My best friend Justin bought me this, and then every year my goal is to fill up one journal at a time. Granted, you could do a whole lot more, but this is my this is. Quite a bit. I cram quite a bit of stuff in here. Um, So then I make lists throughout, and then I scratch off the lists or check. You can see all the check marks. Maybe you can't see, but there's my check marks. I got check marks. Sometimes I'll I'll scratch them out as we go. More check marks. It's just how I work. Otherwise, I get antsy.
1: When life is chaotic at our house... Yes. You do get angry at things. (laughs) And uh, if I, we have a clean house, but I'm a pile mover, shall we say. Takes me a minute to work through things. And our youngest child is the ultimate mess maker. You know, it's interesting when you talk about anger, what triggers those emotions of anger, right?
0: Expectations, number one for me.
1: Um, I think false expectations. Okay. That's, I see that. I think I process in such a way where I, in my mind, it's like imagination station. So I replay what's happened. And if that's on repeat, then I get more and more angry. If I feel like I, I was unable to have a resolve to a communication or if I was, um, slighted or something within our marriage or within our life, I'll go to the failed expectation. Right? Um, if I if my love language, if if we've not filled each other's tank, <laughs> love tank.
0: Oh my lord! What you're I'm using, serious. You're using love tank verbiage. Yeah. All right. All right. All right I'll stop
1: with the love tank. If you've not, if you've not watered each other's. L- No, okay, it's getting Love garden?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, (laughs) let's move. Keep moving.
1: Either way, it's interesting what can trigger that anger emotion. Right, what you're
0: seeing is the imbalance.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then before you know it, you're super upset about things. And if you don't have the time to process that uh, and work through that emotion, then it can be an underlying root that leads to bitterness, Mm -hmm. that leads to a spirit of strife in your home. Isn't it crazy that clutter can open up the door for strife in someone's house? Because one person can't handle the clutter. The other person's maybe living in the clutter because they have some things in their life that that they really need to deal with. And that clutter represents um, unmet, you know, life's issues, I guess you could say.
0: Well, you're not motivated. Right. You're so so fixated. Your head's so fixated on the problem that you're not seeing the potential of the day of what you can seize and do. So you're only taking like a percentage of the day and saying, well, I'm gonna, it's like, I deserve it. I deserve to think, I deserve to do, you know, I have to work this much, but then I deserve this much to just sit and soak.
1: All right, so let's talk about, let's get real. Let's talk about some areas just between you and I that we've gotten angry at, that we've had to work through. Um, because Josh and I, when we get angry with one another, we work through it quickly and it's a little silly at times, but it can be exhausting, right? Oh yeah. Um, I, I'll go serious. I'll go serious. I was angry at a season in our life and I do feel like that you can find seasons in your life that you just, you're mad at it because of... It was just too much. Um, And I felt like in processing that season of our life, and we were so, it was so much going on um, between the church and our family and our home. And I just felt like things, we had missing pieces, but it's what it was. It's just what it was. And rather than talking through it with you because of how life just got crazy. Then that's when your mom had passed and that was so challenging Then my grandmother passed and that was so challenging. And it was just one thing after another and I, it was stewing on the inside of me. So the way that anger came out came from, uh, I'm pretty sarcastic. I'd have little sarcastic moments or I'd bring up an issue at 11 o'clock at night, which is a no-go in our household. Um, <laughs> but I was not dealing with, and I didn't even know if I was so much mad at you, whereas I was just mad at the season sure. of life. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was really hard for me, but it came out of just an emotional, I was angry. It was just, I, it would spit out ever so often. And uh, one thing the Lord ministered to me through that was that I, I really needed to find a place of praise in my heart, where I was praising God rather than uh, just living in that pit of, of anger. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's yeah. a root. Yeah, We've talked about this before, resentment. There's a root to um, anger. And then it's how to actually control the anger. And that's what I want to talk about is how do we control the emotional anger from a perspective of um, you've, you've got to win or the, from the perspective of, because uh, it's, it's like it's this idea of a zero sum game idea, and, and that's not like the I'm case.
1: right and you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. anger yeah.
0: shouldn't come from that particular place, especially when you're dealing with your spouse, because it's no longer two but one, and so there's not a zero sum game that you have to lose for me to win, right? And that's not where anger should be coming from, and then on top of it, the there needs to be a perspective of, yes, okay, I'm angry. you're it's totally okay to be angry. there's a, that's a natural emotion, but it's controlling that anger um, with purposeful mindset of I'm not out to hurt my my wife or any individual right or your children that whatever I need, this looks like. yeah, I need to hear their side of it. I need to hear their perspective. oh that's hard. The honest side of their perspective. So that there's a clear picture that I can go, oh, I didn't see that, or I didn't see it that way. Because the imagination station here, you just start rolling because you have expectations.
1: Okay, people don't want to hear the other side.
0: Well, no, no one wants to hear the other side.
1: You just want, when you're angry, you want to get your uh, perspective out of the situation and not have ears that listen. Uh, that happens with God. God. God's not mad at your anger. But the problem happens, we get so angry, and then people will turn that anger to God, but then not listen to the correction, or listen to the love, or listen to the care, listen to the tenderness that he has. And I feel like we do this so often with everyone. The Bible says you're going to be angry, but don't get in sin. Uh, I think anger can lead to Pride because then you don't wanna humble yourself before the Lord or humble yourself before your spouse right. and say you're sorry. You don't wanna humble yourself before your kids. You guys, I've apologized so many times to our kids when I've gotten angry and and I'm honest about it. Like, hey, I am sorry that I got so angry. I love you, I'm wrong. That is not how you deal with it. I feel like they need to see that and know that it's not okay, you right. know? But I feel like pride is a huge stumbling block and leads to that, even that root of bitterness or that spirit of strife. Strife is a spirit and even says that it, that every evil thing works in that spirit of strife. But it comes from not taking that anger and dealing with it with the Lord,
0: right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Or transforming it. Nobody wants to hear this. Well, maybe you do.
0: That's why you're listening.
1: That's why you're <laughs> li- transforming it with the word of God.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, I probably should have started this off with this particular scripture, but in Colossians chapter 1, Paul is is writing this letter to the church of Colossians and he's saying to them that he's praying for them. and But I love why he's praying for them because that's ultimately what we're wanting out of this podcast for individuals that you can walk away and go, you know what, I want the absolute best, not just a portion of it, I want all of it. And I want to examine every area of my life. So this is what he says in verse nine of Colossians chapter one. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding then the way you live will always honor and please the lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit all the while you will grow as you learn to know god better and better so that's the big that's for me that i don't want to be stagnant i don't want to hold on and harbor pain and hurt and and uh, Obviously making me a ticking time bomb of everything is so bad and you did this and you're always this and all that. And you're like, whoa, that's not a great way to fight. You're going to fight. Let's be real. You and I fight. We fight. You karate kicked me last night and you told me.
1: That I will karate chop you in the face. (laughs) Right. Now I'm, okay, I'm joking.
0: (laughs) Right. You're joking.
1: I flirt with you with my karate (laughs) chops. (laughs) I like to say ridiculous things to make you laugh. Yes. Which I do make you laugh. Right. But I I am fairly intense when it comes to I'm passionate.
0: Passionate.
1: Passionate. Let's
0: let's let's cover up. Let's cover up the word Hold on. anger Hold on. with no. passionate. No,
1: let's discuss this. <laughs> let's discuss this. All right.
0: Passionate. Passionate.
1: In our marriage, Josh is a golden retriever. Nothing is ever wrong. <laughs> nothing's ever wrong. He is happy with li- nothing's ever wrong, and then I am a lion. You agree with that,
0: lioness? Lioness.
1: Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, and there are things where I, I'm, I'm. There are things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So some of what we deal with whenever there are, there are emotions of anger is I'll get mad at you that you are like, I think everything's fine. And I'm like, no, you're not listening to me. You live in a land where nothing's wrong. And I'm trying to address something where I think something is wrong. Okay, I think this goes back to once again, listening to your spouse listening to your child, you are a much better listener to our children than I am, which I appreciate from you. Um, but I think when you live in, in your nothing wrong land, and then I live in my, I find things wrong all the time. We have to come to a place where that, uh, we can find a place of agreement and it's going to come by listening to one another. Uh, even through the word of God, do you have ears to hear what the Lord is saying? Hearing is everything. Listening to what God is saying. That's how you're going to know him. That you are taking the time to listen to his voice. That you're taking the time to recognize, oh God, you do have something better for me. I need to sit and listen rather than create scenarios or rather than create problems or rather than feel like I've got to get my you know, voice heard. I need to hear your voice in this situation. Um, I'm going to find a scripture. While I find a scripture, I need you to say something.
0: <laughs> you you want me to come... come? Um, I, I guess you want me to surround what you're saying here with my perspective of it. Yes. Um, I want everyone to know that there is a... The hot topic today in life is mental health. I mean, the mental health topic is extreme right now, which is not bad. Um. So a tendency is right now there's a, even a hotter button topic about how men are supposed to just smile all the time. Men are required to just allow the water to roll off their back type of deal. And there and there's a culture that's stewing that men should be more um in touch with their emotions and and more aware uh of the ability to voice that versus just bury it and just suck it up. And so that's why they're saying there's so much mental health problems with men. And So I want everyone to know that when my wife says that I'm a golden retriever, I, I'm not a barrier of things no. or or that I'm blind to what's happening. I, I see what's happening. Um, and I'm not better than her because I'm able to just ignore it or that I'm able to just see past the the darkness of whatever the subject is and just be like, you know what, let's just smile and have fun and let's just bury it underneath the rug. It's not like that. I think growing up in the woods by myself with this, I just grew up in the woods by myself. I played by myself for years. Um, I had an older brother that did not play with me in the woods. So I was just out there. And I think when I have human contact with people, I want it to be an adventure and fun. So then I'm always shocked when it's not because real human emotion comes out. So there I kind of my tendency when anger arises between you and I, I tend my tendency is to want to kind of shut down and not say anything because I go I don't get it. Like it's supposed to be fun. I got to have I got to I got to be with somebody and talk to someone. And so then that's where I have to Be more conscious of what's happening to give words, verbal validation to you and then to acknowledge, Okay, here's the problem. Let's walk through this. And again, as I mentioned earlier, not a zero sum game. So it's not a matter of me um, exploiting my um, my own feelings on a greater scale to make you sound less than because that's not that's not good.
1: I don't think it's exploiting.
0: Well, it it is in a sense of I'm making it grander than what it is. I'm I'm like taking advantage of your maybe I'm taking advantage of your feelings and I'm not I'm not communicating properly. So, I have to be more aware of that again so that it's not like who's louder, who's better. Who's this? What have you done in the past or whatever? So those anger moments, you have to stop and say, no, this is not what this is about.
1: And I think you do need to recognize and evaluate who you are and how you deal with anger and what you need to work on. Uh, I like, I do it, uh, I have no problem with confrontation um, or conflict and I want it to be resolved immediately. Yes. I want it done and over with. I wish we talked about it yesterday. Okay. And then I am verbal. I'm a communicator. Mm -hmm. I can communicate it to death. But I've also recognized that I can overwhelm you with my communication. And you heard the first thing. You did not hear the second, third, or you know, fourth, whatever. You so I've had to take a step back and whenever you're working with someone to have a healthy point of restoration then there is a working involved. There is a, a listening and a give and take and working on yourself. And how I've been working on myself, um, I feel like especially in these last two years, when I recognized that, oh my gosh, I'm dealing with some anger. And it would come out in different moments in our marriage where I would just be mad to be mad. And uh, nobody wants to live there. At least I don't. You will never go wrong going to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and reading about the greatest gift, uh, which is the love of God. And one of the scriptures in here that really uh, just hit me hard um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. uh, Here we go. All right. Love suffers long, is kind, does not enemy does not parade itself, it's not puff up. I usually read this in the Amplified. I do not have my Amplified with me. Does not my really, does not seek its own, does not provoke, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in agony, da, da, da. Love never fails. Hold on. It's getting real quiet in here. I've got one... One. Where's it at? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just start reading all no, of them. No,
1: I know, I know. I don't want to. I have one line here. Oh, now it's getting real quiet. Sorry, guys. <laughs> there's mean, all things. And there's I can add things. to this
0: as you're looking at C- it. Up. Please do. Okay, I didn't know if you were trying, if you were almost there. I didn't no, want to stop no, you in your No, no, I am there. I'm, okay, I'm gonna keep going. Go, keep going. Okay, I. so with this angry emotion that we're discussing, I want everyone to realize, though, real fact, because I said earlier about the mental health. I also understand that many of you guys are dealing with a level of anger from maybe your inner being of who you are or those individuals that you deal with on a regular basis where you have to walk on glass around them. And I'm so sad that that's the case for you um, because that just does not create... A healthy environment. So, how you? It's not to accommodate those people. That's sad. That's sad when their anger is on such a level that you have to accommodate for them. That you have to change yourself for their their you know their anger. That is awful. And that's where you have to cover this in prayer. You have to go to our Father in heaven and pray that God works a miracle in these people's hearts. Um, if you're able to find a new job, go find a new job. It is not worth your mental health to continually be beat down by people who are angry and they're not controlling uh, their anger. That is awful. I found it. Okay, go read it. Okay,
1: I'm using your Bible. This was it. Okay, in verse 5 of 1 Corinthians 13, uh, the phrase that has struck out to me. And you guys, this is huge. Um, it keeps no record of being wronged. It keeps no record. And we're not sitting here tallying up, sorry, my New King James Bible, it says, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. The Amplified, it goes a little, you know, it expands, expounds on, on, on not keeping that record. But... You will stay angry if you have this record page in your brain where you've got tally marks thinking of, oh, you did this and you did that. And you keep going back to the wrong. If you continually keep going back to the failed expectation, to the moment where, you know, there were hurtful words that were said but you've already had a time of resolution or a time of restoration, you've already forgiven one another, then you will never move forward if you keep going back to those tally marks. Jesus keeps no record wrong of you. When you are washed by the blood, you're washed by the blood. Yeah. It says that in his word that he has forgiven and forgotten those sins as far as from the east to the west. And you say, well, how can I do that? Um, I know it took me a while to remember and get there, so I don't know why. But in 1 Corinthians 13, you park yourself there. And I've had many moments where I thought, oh my gosh, why are you replaying this when you've already dealt with that? And you know, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He brings up accusations all the time. He'll bring up past accusations from past hurts from your marriage, from your children, from your family to try to get you to meditate and have this reel on repeat or replay that you're constantly thinking about those emotions of anger and bitterness. You are going to have to take uh, a hold of those thoughts in the name of Jesus and command them to go and then get in and say, Lord, I thank you that I am growing in the love of Christ. And because of the Holy Spirit, you have Holy Spirit fruit that. Every day you're putting into practice and growing so that that way you and your spouse are plucking off of each other's fruit tree. So that you and your children are plucking off of each other's fruit tree. But you're going to have to water it and nourish it and allow uh, the light of Christ to shine upon it in order for it to grow. So for me, it's been walking through these scriptures. And the moment that comes up, I'll check my heart and be like, oh, no, 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 no. That's been done. We've already worked through that. Don't go there. Anna? Anna? stop thinking about things that are, are already, you know, over.
0: Right. No, I agree. You know, it's anger has, man, there's so many additives to the anger. And as I mentioned earlier, like within your workplace, it's so important that you recognize we are sponges. So you said we're picking the fruit off each other. We need to be so focused on the good fruit. Because what's happening is, is that even though you aren't um, voluntarily picking off the bad fruit, it just it, you, you're like a sponge, you soak in those bad fruits. When you're around people that are constantly in bitterness and anger and oh strife, my gosh. You you actually will build that up in your own being and you'll take that to your spouse, to your family. Yeah. And that's where you have to put a stop to it You have to be conscious of it and be aware and say, no, 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 this is not who I am. This is not good. And that's where we say it's important to sit back, ask the hard questions. Why am I angry? Write those things down. So once you write those things down, then go at those things, whatever they are, and be like, you know, I'm angry because this isn't happening in my life. Okay, well, what is that particular thing? How... How can you get that that you need? Not now, again, it's, hopefully it's not based upon some materialistic thing because that's not going to give you peace or any of those sorts. No. But, but whatever that goal is, you need to write it down and write down how you're going to get to it and achieve it and then overcome it. But whatever the angry thing is, whether it's a situation that you're just not happy with, whether it's a, um, a conversation that needs to be had You need to get to it and have those conversations, confront the situation, be open, honest, and direct every single time and get to a resolve. Otherwise, you're going to cause yourself to go crazy.
1: Okay. Two things with that. If you're, some of the hardest conversations that we have had have been the greatest points of growth. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, this hard conversations are not great at midnight, at least not for us, um, It's great to pre-plan hard conversations if you're able to, okay? Also, you put in front of you in those hard conversations that you're listening, that you wanna be kind, and that there's going to come, you're coming to a place uh, of forgiveness, of restoration, you know, you're moving forward in this. Now, sure, there's not material things, but there are works to be done after this, especially in marriage. Yeah. All right. When you put up those clothing racks in the laundry room, that was huge for me, <laughs> and I was pretty mad at you that they weren't done. Sometimes we get angry at these things, but then we don't talk to our spouse about it. We just yell at them over it, or we're just, or you just shut down and think, well, they'll not ever do anything for me. And you got to do things for each other. Right. That's a part of it, right?
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: these little? It's true. They they add up.
0: Sure, they add up. They yeah. add up. But you have to be conscious. And that's why I say, so let's wrap this down here. It's a, I think, taking account of why you're angry. Because sometimes you're so angry, you can't even, you're like, I don't even know why I'm angry right now. That's and you're true. Like, like, take a break. Because we're not talking about dealing with someone who is angry. We're dealing with you that is angry. Yes. So taking that, because why? Because as I read in, in Colossians chapter one, you need to be eating and producing the best fruit. You you need to take account. So then taking that step back, yes. writing down why am I angry and you know list those things out. This is why. How can I fix these things? Then begin yeah. to write those things out and of like how could I fix it? What do I feel like it could be? And then begin to pray, Lord, show me how to overcome this anger. Show me the root of it. Sometimes it's because you're not believing the best in yeah. someone else and you've created a scenario that is false. So when you go to that individual, if you have angry anger towards toward someone, you could actually be like, hey, help me to resolve this. I unfortunately have been angry and I need, to, I need to get this out of my life. You begin to talk to that person, not in an accusatory way, not to say, oh yeah, you did this to me and I'm angry because of that. No, 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 no. no. Ask the situation, ask the story, say, hey, this is what happened. Cause if you're harboring a fence for too long, then that's on you. And you to try to bring it up to someone else that and it happened four years ago or a year ago, even six months ago. People can't remember. I'll never forget we had an accident in front of our house. It was one of the funniest moments. There was a car accident, hit my neighbor's mailbox. Car hit something else, and started leaking fluid and going down the road. Well, I jumped out. It was like, well, I don't know, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. My next-door neighbor is a police officer. He comes out after me. I come out. I'm running. Here comes the car, and it's speeding away, and I can almost touch the car. That's how close I am to it. And my neighbor said, hey, uh, what color was the car? I was like, brown. He goes, what kind of car was it? I was like, I think it's like an old, old Oldsmobile. Okay. Was it, uh you know, did you see the driver? No, not really. It was too dark. I was like, okay. So then they followed the trail, and it went around the corner. The oil trail. The oil trail where it had burst some type of a line or broke a line. So then I, so he comes back over to me like, I don't know, 45 minutes later. said, hey, we found the vehicles. It was around the corner. Um, you know it wasn't brown. Go, <laughs> <laughs> oh, huh? Yeah. Yeah, You
1: had it totally wrong. It
0: wasn't brown and it wasn't an Oldsmobile. And I'll go, what what was it? He was like, it was like white. And I'm like, white. No way. He's like, yeah. And it was a Honda Accord. And I was like, oh my gosh. And that's where the stress level, everything in your life can pile on so heavily, you don't even see the clear picture. Yeah. To get a a clear picture is number one, so that you can resolve this anger and believe the best in people and begin to trust, begin to develop relationships based upon a foundation of trust. And if you're angry all the time, that's not a good foundation for trust.
1: No, God believes the best in you. And I feel like that's been a huge part of my growth as well, is making every effort. I'm really glad you brought that up. Because that is something where I recognized, even with my children, am I believing the best of my children? Are you angry at your kids all the time because you're not believing the best in them? Are you angry, angry at a family member because you're not believing the best in them or for them? It goes both ways.
0: Praying for them
1: for your spouse, are you believing the best? Are you constantly thinking that your spouse is out to get you or they you know, want want to see you fail? Whatever that might look like, when you change that perspective, it changes everything because you start to see people the way that Jesus sees you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I think also when it comes to this, this was my, my final thing I wanted to throw out. Are you surrounding yourself, and you mentioned this, around angry people and you're constantly feeding off of that anger? Are your children hanging out with angry kids or watching angry YouTubers, okay? There are some things here where you've gotta guard your heart and make some decisions that if you're listening to drama and you're listening to anger and you are unable to process that or you've not set a guard on yourself and so you're just essentially it's bouncing off of them onto you, onto your family or your children. They got some friends that are just angry and mean all the time and you're like, why is my kid so angry? Get in and do something about it. Right. Right? This is your life. You are the ones that make—you make that choice, and that's on us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's I think that's a, a part of this evaluation because yeah. sometimes it can simply be uh, an atmosphere change that needs to happen.
0: Right. So we've given you a few things throughout to kind of work on, to process. Hopefully you've written these things down, taken note of it. Um, but lastly, just in closing here, I want to say to you— you need, if you are dealing with anger, you need to pray for, obviously, for the, for the work of the Lord to come upon you and to just resolve that. But if you're angry towards someone, you need to be praying for that person because they are a child of God and they need to know that as well. And you need to be praying for them. So I would encourage you, before you ever confront an individual or continue to have arguments, you need to be praying for that individual as much as you're praying for yourself, but praying for them regularly, and that will help you see through a lot of this anger and bitterness.
1: If they're saved as a child of God, then you pray they hear the voice of God. Now, if it's an unsaved individual... You know, you don't become a child of God until you receive God as your heavenly father and Jesus as your Lord. You're created by God. That person, if they're unsaved, we're believing God for that they get saved. You know, you're dealing then you're dealing with a completely different situation here. Yeah. But prayer is going to be the foundation of everything.
0: Yep. That's it. Yeah. Well, hey guys, thank you all for tuning in, listening today of how to deal with anger. And that's I'm telling you, it will change your life. Hey invite your friends to listen to the podcast, share this. We would encourage you to share it. text this out to your friends. Um, if you don't text it out to them if they're like a really angry person, you, hey, you're a really angry person, you need to do this. But obviously there's ways to send out this text that would be appropriate that would help them through some pain they're experiencing. Yeah. So we would encourage you get that out. subscribe. Let everyone know because we got to have more people than just Anna's mom listening. So, I mean, that's <laughs> what it's about. All right. Hey, you guys hey, are awesome.
1: Take a deep breath. It's a great day. Oh, God is faithful. We love you all. Thanks all right. for joining us. Bye. Bye.